Welcome to the Side Hustle, the Small Business Podcast, powered by Hiscox. I'm your host, Sanjay Parikh. Throughout my career, I've had side hustles, some of which have turned into real businesses. But first and foremost, I'm a serial technology entrepreneur. In the creator space, we hear plenty of advice on how to hustle harder and why you can sleep when you're dead. On this show, we ask new questions in hopes of getting new answers. Questions like, how can small businesses work smarter? How do you achieve balance between work and family? How can we redefine success in our businesses so that we don't burn out after year three? Every week, I sit down with business founders at various stages of their side hustles to small business journey. These entrepreneurs are pushing the envelope while keeping their values. Keep listening for conversation, context, and camaraderie. Today, we're speaking to Gene Tully, the founder of Pearlescent Portraits based in Westerville, Ohio. Founded in 2012, Gene specializes in taking photos of women and girls to ensure they feel like their best selves. Gene, welcome to the show. Thank you. So I'm excited to have you on uh, because I, I feel like all of us take photos nowadays now that we all have cameras in our pockets. So I'm hoping you can give us some tips uh, later on in the show. But first, before we get into all of that, give us a little bit about your background and, and kind of what got you to where you are right now. Well, I am a Jersey girl at heart, born and raised, and I have been transplanted to Ohio almost 30 years ago. Um, and I started photography in middle school. Um, and I have always loved taking pictures of people, places, and things. And I took a little detour from that and was a paralegal for a little while and then found my way back to photography. Yeah. So um, what, what was your first, first photography job that you ever did? I worked at a JCPenney portrait studio in the mall in high school, taking pictures of little kids and babies on a table in the mall. <laughs> I, I, and I'm assuming this was in New Jersey that you were doing this? Yes. Okay. So you got to tell me. Uh, toughest client uh, that you've ever taken a picture of when you were back there in JCPenney? Oh my gosh. So many crying babies. So many crying babies. What, what, what did you do to get the babies to stop crying? Was there a trick? Um, it really depends on the kid. You know, yeah. it depends on what they're afraid of. What, you know, yeah. what the age is. And I mean, it's just like going to the doctor. You take them in and <laughs> there's this stranger and you put them on this table and there's bright lights. It has to feel just like the do a doctor's appointment. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Of, of the adults that you had, uh, was there anybody that was particularly difficult to deal with? It's the dads. <laughs> it's the dads. The dads don't want to be there. Moms yeah. just want memories with their beautiful family. And dads just want to be at home. <laughs> um, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that, that's definitely a dad thing for sure. Um, okay, so was uh, w when was the first time you did something entrepreneurial? Was it starting this business that you have now? Or did you do anything entrepreneurial as, uh, you know, when you were a kid or, or something like that? Yeah, I always kind of had that bug. My dad had his own business, so I always kind of had that itch to do something on my own. And I'm the oldest, so I do not like being told what to do or how to do it. So I always wanted to be the boss. Yeah. What, what kind of business did your dad have? Um, tile, marble, construction, that kind of stuff. 
Oh, wow. That's awesome. Uh, and did you ever get to work in the business or you just saw it from the outside? Um, not really work in the business, but I was nine months pregnant, standing on a spackle bucket, holding the sheetrock over my head, doing the baby's room. And, you know, <laughs> there's not too much I can't do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for you, what was your first entrepreneurial experience? Was it like a lemonade state? Like, what was it that you did? The first thing that you can remember? Um, the very first thing, um, I've always kind of done, I've done some direct sales stuff and, uh -huh. um, you know, buying and selling and from one thing, one thing to another, kind yeah. of those, just those little things. Uh-huh. Um, uh, that's awesome uh, to be able to have those experiences where you're kind of all over the place. Um, I'm sure that has rounded out your, your uh, skill set for launching this. So, Let's talk about this. How is it that you got to the point of saying like, hey, you know what? I want to start my own thing kind of full on. I think it started the way it starts for a lot of people. You're you're good at something and you want to do it a little more. So a friend says, oh, I'll pose for you. So you do it for her. And then she says, these are amazing. You People would pay you for this. So then um, I do a lot of boudoir photography, you know, beautiful ladies in lingerie and little sexy stuff. So then I rented a hotel for the weekend and lined up people one right after the other. Did 11 photo shoots in one day and hurt so bad I couldn't even get into the car at the end of the night because being a photographer is pretty physical, up and down and crouching and climbing and it, there's a lot to it. Um and then found out, oh, I could rent a studio for less money for the month than I could rent a really nice hotel for the entire weekend. So then it moved into that. And then that got big enough that I got a bigger studio, a nicer studio in a nicer part of town. And then things got bigger and so on and so forth. Yeah. So um, boudoir photos, like that's an interesting niche to have for yourself. What got you to that niche of all things? Like, why were you interested in being like, hey, this is the, this is the, I'm not going to do baby photos. I'm going to do these instead. Well, that was totally natural too. I was single for a long time, a single mom, and I was in a new relationship. And my now husband had a woodworking shop in his basement where he fiddled around and he uh -huh. and his dad always had a calendar, a tool girl calendar uh -huh. on the wall in the workshop. And for our first Christmas, I thought that would be adorable if I made a little calendar for his wood shop so that it was of me instead <laughs> of these strange girls. So I did a cute little sexy calendar and I gave it to him as our first Christmas present. Uh -huh. And I just left there feeling like a million dollars, you know, when you're a mom, you're taking care of everybody else and you don't take that time for yourself. And my hair and makeup did and had my picture taken and looked pretty. And then I thought, I know the camera part. I just need to learn the posing and making women feel comfortable. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I yeah. can do this. So um, was there anything like in that process of starting the business um, that made you nervous or, or, or worried that you wouldn't be able to do it or, you know, that you didn't know how to do it? Yeah, everything. 
<laughs> everything. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So how, how did you overcome that, uh, that kind of fear, that trepidation of being able to start a business on your own? Taking small steps. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not committing to a huge rent on a huge studio, starting very small. The, right. the rent on my first studio was $125 a month. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That is it was incredible. One room, one room. And like, okay, even if no one comes, I can afford $125 a month. Right. Right. Um, and so like you, in your story, you tell this a little bit too, because you just did the hotel room for the weekend and use that as kind of your place to have everybody. Although I do, I wonder uh, what hotel staff was thinking when you had this parade of people coming in and out of the hotel. Uh, or did they know or did you tell them or was it just you, you did your thing? It's actually pretty common practice. Really? For our photographers to rent hotel rooms for the weekend and do okay. photo shoots there. It's pretty okay. common. Okay. So maybe, I mean, I've obviously never worked in the hotel, so I don't know these things. Um, I'm just wondering like what, what they're thinking. Um, so th that's an interesting small step that you took there. Um, was there a, a small step before that, or was that your first one to be like, Hey, maybe this might work. That was the first one. I went, that was from, the first one. I did one or two weekends in a hotel uh -huh. and then, um, that can be expensive, a suite in a nice hotel. You know, you don't want people coming to a Motel 6. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, yeah. you want to look credible and respectable. So it has to be somewhere nice. Yeah. So I did that, that and then got a little confidence. Yeah. And said, okay, I'll commit to a studio. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your downscale hotel uh, or motel, that's a different type of photo uh, mm -hmm. than what I, you were yes. going towards. Um, so when you went into this to start this, uh, did you go in full time right away or was this a side hustle? How did you manage this? Total side hustle. Okay. So how did you manage this as a side hustle when you had a, a full-time gig on the side as well? Um, my day job was basically Monday through Friday. And then this was Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Okay. So you, you had the weekends there. So you were doing the paralegal thing during the, the weekdays. So what about like dealing with clients and signing them up during the week and all of that kind of stuff? How did you manage that? Or did you just do it after hours? Yeah, after hours. Okay. Evenings were spent building my Facebook page and emailing and all those marketing things. Yeah. So on top of the 40 hour work week, roughly that you're working, how many hours were you giving the side hustle during that time? Oh, at, at least 40 hours, 40 hours between nights and weekends at yeah. that point. Yeah. So it was a hard hustle. Uh, and how long did you go for kind of as a side hustle before you went full time? Uh, about two, two and a half years. Oh, wow. That's a long time mm -hmm. to, to go for that. So how did you manage then the stress of essentially working an 80 hour week between two jobs uh, for two and a half years? That's a long time. I really, really love what I do. It doesn't feel like work at all. I love to get up in the morning and whether it's sit at my desk or go to the studio. I love all of it. Yeah. So during those two and a half years, then did the day job start to feel like a grind? Because that wasn't really the thing that you love to do. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you, how did you get yourself through that then? Um, it, my day job is very demanding. Yeah. Legal work is 
you know, there's court deadlines and attorney deadlines. You do what you have to do. Yeah. So, so did it give you any time to even think about the side hustle or it was just like, go, go, go. Yeah. Okay. Just go, go, go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that's tough. And so then what was the thing that, uh, finally made you decide and be like, okay, it's time. I'm going to quit my full-time job and go all in on the side hustle. It just, it was time. It, the, the stress of my day job, even though there was security and constant money there, my love for what I was doing and what I wanted to build with my own business was greater than that. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things, uh, and you, I think you kind of touched upon it with that answer. One of the things that people talk about a lot of times is that safety and security of having the job, right? You have the benefits and all of those things. Whereas when you're the, the founder and it's your own business, those things aren't necessarily true. So how did you think about that, right? You're losing health benefits and all of those kinds of things and moving over to your own thing. How did you take care of all of that? You just do it. <laughs> I mean, if it's what you have to do, it's what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was there like uh, any kind of like level of income that you're like, okay, I'm good now? Uh, or did you have savings when you made that leap of like, okay, I've got a cushion that if things go awry, I'm okay for a while? Yes, I had a, I had a cushion prepared so that I knew I had a little bit of transition period to know that I had something to fall back on. Yeah. How how much of a cushion did you make sure you had at that point? Um, I had about two months that I okay. knew that if I did nothing, I could right. survive with no income at all. Yeah. Um, so now uh, looking back at it so many years later, did you ever need, did you need that cushion or were you good? I didn't need it immediately, but I have needed it over the years. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's peaks and valleys the whole time, all the time. Yeah. So how do you, how do, so now you've seen these peaks and valleys so many times, how do you deal with those? How do you manage those going forward? Well, I try to prepare beforehand. Like I know that when the kids go back to school, I get dead because moms are the driving force behind pictures, whether it's family portraits or senior portraits or holiday portraits or the boudoir pictures. When the kids get ready to go back to school, moms are busy. Right. They're focusing on something totally different. So I get dead. So I have to prepare for that beforehand. I have to have promotions and things running so that I can fill my calendar during that time. Yeah. Uh, So, so that's your approach uh, now that you know that that's coming every year. Um, So you don't use that for like time off or anything else like that. Be like, Hey, there's just no way anybody's going to. So instead you try to fill it up and and how successful are you in doing that? Usually pretty good. Um, Because right after this slowdown, that's, that we're coming out of right now, uh-huh. we go into Christmas, which is everyone wants fall family pictures and yep. Christmas pictures. So we've already started Santa and we've already started Christmas card minis. Wow. So that, and those people get discounts. You want to do it now? You're going to get a fantastic deal with me. 
because <laughs> right. you're doing it early, you're getting it done, you're going to have your Christmas cards ready to be mailed out early. Yeah. Um, kudos to those folks that uh, are, are planning ahead this much in advance, you know, like three, four months in advance. I I can barely tell you what's happening tomorrow for me. So um, yeah, kudos to them. Support for this podcast comes from Hiscox, committed to helping small businesses protect their dreams since 1901. Quotes and information on customized insurance for specific risks are available at Hiscox.com. Hiscox, the business insurance experts. So let's talk about uh, kind of the stress and demands of owning a business um, with personal life and family life and friends and all of those things. How do you manage um, all of those things together? Well, I'm lucky that all of our children are grown and out of the house. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, lucky in terms of balancing my business and my family. Right. It's much easier when your children are grown to just say, okay, today the kids are coming over, the phone goes in the drawer, we're not doing business today, and I'm going to focus on my children. If I had little ones running around, I, I couldn't do that all the time. Right, but right. I'm in a place where that makes my life much easier. Yeah. Um, so it's just my husband and I, and he works during the week, and that gives me time to get all my work done. And when he comes home and we have our time together, the phone does go away. Yeah. And we have our time together. Um, I would much prefer to be up until three o'clock in the morning working and then sleep until 10 or 11. <laughs> but he has a job that he has to be up at five and goes to work. And by 830, he's falling asleep in his chair. So <laughs> I go to bed with him and I get up with him so that we have time together. Right. Uh, otherwise, we would be ships crossing in the night. And yeah. I don't want to do that. I want us to have our time together. Right. So I try to make those adjustments so we eat together and sleep together and get up together and yeah, are together at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and one of the benefits of of being an entrepreneur and a founder is that you get to dictate your schedules yes. like that. Um, what about weekends? Now, when you started, obviously you were doing the weekends thing. Are you still doing weekends uh, with the business now? So my Saturdays are always completely booked, uh -huh. um, but I try very hard to take Sundays and Mondays off. Okay. Okay. So you keep Mondays as well. Uh, so that becomes your weekend, Sunday and Monday instead of Saturday, Sunday. Yes. Okay. Um, that's great. Um, so how do you, uh, so I think you've already touched on this, uh, on sleep at least, uh, sounds like you get a solid sleep cause you go to bed at eight 30 and get up uh, early in the morning. Um, but what about, uh, and that's fantastic by the way, I'm jealous. Um, what about other wellness stuff? How do you kind of manage your personal wellness uh, as you continue to grow the business? It gets harder and harder all the time. Um, I'd love to know how other people do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like, what, what's the thing that keeps you the most busy in the business? Is it the actual work or is it something else surrounding the work? Like, is it the photo shoots or something else? It, it's about 50-50. Yeah? Yeah. So 50% the photo shoots. What's the other 50%? Editing, marketing, Social yeah. media, the never-ending social media machine. Yeah. 
Um, and, and do you get benefit out of social media? Do you see clients come through as that as a channel? Yes. Yeah. So what, what, what's like the tricks that you've learned for yourself that work for you? Uh, consistently posting. Okay. Um, people love to see when I post their session pictures and then they share from there. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's how I get a lot of referrals. Okay. Um, do you use any particular tools or are you just, just straight posting yourself or, you know, are you scheduling with any kind of tools or anything else like that? I've tried a lot of different tools, uh -huh. scheduling and everything I've used. I've just found the reach and the interaction goes way down if you don't schedule directly through Meta. Really? Okay. That's been what I have found. Huh. That's interesting. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I've not had any experience with, uh, scheduling tools like that. So, um, that's an interesting insight. Um, so thinking back now, you know, you've been in business for what, like 11 ish years. Um, if there's something that you could go back in time and do differently, what would that be and why? I would have started much sooner. And I would have taken all of the, I can't do it, the self-doubt, the worrying what other people think, comparing myself to everyone else, thinking I'm not as good, thinking because I do it different or my pictures look different, that they're not as good, that because I don't interact with people the same way everyone else does, that it's not as good. And I would throw all that out the window and just blaze my own path the way I want to do it and just go full steam ahead. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned doing it earlier. Um, what do you think prevented you from doing it earlier? All those other things I just said, the thinking Worrying that about others. I wasn't good enough and yeah. I didn't do it the way other people do it. So it must not be as good. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, yeah, it's an interesting insight that you have there. Um, and I think that's a thing that prevents a lot of people um, from doing that. Did you hear from people uh, that doubted you when you decided, you know, like kind of started letting people know that you were doing this? Like, was there doubters or haters or did you have to deal with anything like that? Just myself. Just yourself. Okay. Um, interesting. Uh, some of us, myself included, I've had people that have told me that uh, the thing that I'm doing is not possible. So it's, it's interesting. I'm uh, glad for you that it was, I'm not glad that it was yourself. I'm glad that it was only yourself and you didn't have more to deal with. Um, but such a great thing that you were able to do it. Um, uh, okay. So I've got two last questions for you. One, um, if you're talking to somebody who's about to take the leap, uh, like you did and launch a side hustle or take a side hustle and make it into their full-time business, what advice would you give to them? I believe, which has taken me a really long time to learn this is just because you try something and it doesn't work, that doesn't mean it's a failure. Just keep going. Just keep moving forward. Just because you try something and it didn't go over with flying colors, tweak it, change it, say it differently, and just keep going. Nothing's going to land in the sweet spot the first time you do it. 
Maybe you just said it in a strange way that people didn't understand it. Maybe it wasn't the right color. Change your the color, change the font. Facebook went through what? 230 something shades of blue before they found the correct color blue for their Facebook logo because it had to be just the right color so it resonated with people. Just change some little thing and try it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's good advice, you know. You got to keep going. Um okay. My one last question and maybe the most important question and I talked about it at the beginning. Okay, all of us have these cameras in our pockets taking pictures. You've seen them. You're doing photography professionally. You've seen the things that all of us do wrong. Probably there's like one major thing. If there's one thing that you could get us all to do differently to make our photos look better, what would that one thing be? Like, give us a lesson here, Gene. Well, the first thing I have to say is that Camera in your pocket is amazing for capturing all those little moments. Your dog sleeping on your lap, the your, your little one doing something silly in the living room. That's amazing. But there's nothing like the experience of going to see a professional photographer and creating some memories where you can relax and keep the phone in your pocket and create some memories with the people in your life that mean the most to you. Every time you look at that photo, you will remember those memories that you created with those people that you care about. So aside from that, take a lot of pictures, different <laughs> angles. While you're taking those pictures, don't stand stagnant. Keep moving as you're taking the pictures. The longer you stand in one stagnant position with one stagnant look on your face, the more phony you're going to look. So as you're taking those pictures, Keep adjusting, change your smile, change your head, change your shoulders. You have a much better chance of getting a photo that you're going to love of yourself if you're not standing very stiff and very stagnant, trying to keep your eyes open and keep your smile perfect. <laughs> oh, I can't tell you how many photos I've been blinked in or have been caught blinking in. So uh, absolutely. Gene, uh, this has been absolutely fantastic. Where can our listeners find and connect with you online? Uh, you can go to my website. You could send me an email, a phone call or text message. Awesome. There you go. Uh, well, Jean, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Side Hustle to Small Business podcast powered by Hiscox. To learn more about how Hiscox can help protect your small business through intelligent insurance solutions, visit Hiscox.com. That's H-I-S-C-O-X dot com. And if you have a story you want to hear on this podcast, please visit hiscox.com slash share your story. I'm your host, Sanjay Parikh. You can find out more about me at my website, sanjayparikh.com.